Listener Production. Where the sneaky cinnamon scroll you just have to have. Even though you already ate a big breakfast with extra hash browns and three coffees. You'll eat until you explode. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Oh, here we are for a Friday show. And I tell you what, it's not often I think this, but today I'm very glad I'm not a South Australian Olympian. Um, do, you, do you see that? Poor old, poor old double dipping. They're making them go through the double dip. Oh, what? They have to, they have to quarantine twice. So they flew back from Tokyo two weeks in Sydney. And then Adelaide's like, ooh, you've been in Sydney. Another two weeks, thank you very much. Oh, no. <laughs> Which is weird because I, I've known people who've flown back from overseas and like the Olympians, they're vaccinated. And they go, no, your port of entry doesn't count as long as you go straight from the hotel to the plane and fly. You don't have to quarantine, but South Australia's gone. No, no, no. Yeah, port but have you seen elite athletes quarantine? They're not like oh, how we quarantine. No. I, I mean, have... I'm going to spend 95% of that time with chip crumbs on my chest, <laughs> right? Whereas these guys, like I saw yeah. Nicole McDermott quarantining a few a few months ago when she was doing Diamond League in, the, in Europe yep. or some competition. She's doing bloody jumps over her luggage onto her bed. She's stretching every day, using her bags as weights. Yeah. Like, come on. I've That's s- why you get a silver medal. The Olympians I've seen, yeah, it's like they're two days post the biggest competition of their life. They're like, well, back on the cardio. No! <laughs> get the remotes and start watching the television. Please! To make me feel better. Anyway, it's a very big... Um, show here today for Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. We're going to be chatting to the one and only Jan Fran. It's going to be uh, popping by. I mean, she's got her own competing segment called The Frant, which uh, pops up occasionally. But she's also got a brand new show with Will Anderson, which is going to be coming out. And I think Australia will be very, very in need of this one. Question everything. We'll get to the bottom of a bit of truth with Jan Fran today. Yeah, it's also a big day for uh, left-handers. It is International Left-Handers Day. We're going to get into it. Because uh, someone close to me, I suspect, is left-handed. So we're going to chat a little bit about that. And um, we're also going to have a few leftovers, as always. And let's have a look at a news story now coming out of the UK. Let's kick things off with some very bad criminals. (laughs) This is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, stick him up is a sentence you might hear in an orgy. What? Um, <laughs> stick them you know, up? Stick them up. All right, you two, stick them up. <laughs> I'm about to get to work. <laughs> um, I don't know if it is. <laughs> you know, I usually go along with your things. Stick them up. No, Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that one, Matt. I'm imagining you, two if, guys. No, I'm p- imagining two guys that are, you know, limp, and <laughs> and someone walks in and says, "All right, you two, stick them up." And then they and then they go, you know what I mean? Anyway, what I was going to say is a sentence you might hear in an orgy, but you also might hear it during a bank robbery. And you could have gone like. What do you want me to do with these posters? <laughs> no, come on. Can't you see it? The two guys lying on the bed. Oh, All I'm right, trying not two. to. I'm trying not to. Stick them up. All right. Anyways, look, the story we're talking about is a bank robbery. All right. <laughs> Where a man in England has tried to rob a bank. 
Um, after handing over a <laughs> note to the staff, it up. <laughs> but he left empty-handed when they weren't weren't able to read his messy handwriting. <laughs> oh, this is <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this is ruined because it's a very funny story, but no, it's not ruined. You've, ru- I mean, I've given a perfect intro into the story. <laughs> That is like Donald Trump saying the Ukrainian thing. It was a perfect phone call. It was a perfect phone call. Oh, it was a perfect intro to a man trying to rob a bank with a with a note, but the bank person couldn't read what the note said, so it's just like, yeah. what is this, sir? He's like, I'm robbing you. He's like, I can't understand your handwriting. But now I'm just thinking about orgy terminology. Well, get your head out of the gutter, mate. We've got we've got a story to talk about. Alan Slattery, 67, from St. Leonard's in Hastings, UK, got a six-year extended sentence after being caught for the attempted robbery because he he visited three banks uh, in the space of a couple of weeks Mm. where he'd give the cashiers these notes demanding that they hand over cash, but people weren't able to read the handwriting. I mean, the problem is, like most criminals, what you need to do is cut out the letters from the the newspaper and the magazines (laughs) and stick them together. But what he tried to write was, your screen won't stop what I've got. Just hand over the 10s and 20s. Think about the customers. But, I mean, this guy, you know, not that he's a criminal. Is that what it says? Oh, my God. I've been reading that for the whole time. I've been trying to figure it out. Yeah, that's what it says. I thought it says 90s rot. He didn't have a – I don't think he had a license for the gun. And I don't think he had a license for the pen because this is pretty scribbly um, here. And so it's just a weird way to phrase it. Your screen won't stop what I've got. Because I guess that's the plastic screen that it's the bank sometimes. He's saying he, he's got a big gun Honestly, or something that. doesn't like that. read what I've got. That says grow rot or <laughs> 90s rock. Anyways. And it's sort of, I think it's, you know, if someone's wearing protection at an orgy, Someone could say to them, your screen won't stop what I've got. (laughs) Now, he actually did, he did get some cash from a terrified cashier um, at another building society on the 26th of March. Uh, But then um, police got another call from from a different bank and they ended up catching him. So six and a half years uh, is sentence. It's pretty rough. I mean, you know, these things happen. I was, I was in a, um, I was in a pharmacy once. Mm. Someone came in and and handed over a, a note prescription. Yes, mm. um, and the the pharmacist did not, I guess, trust this customer because he said, "Who gave you this?" And the guy's like, "Oh, I'm a doctor." Yeah, and the pharmacist said. Yeah, okay, usually doctors know how to spell Valium, so I'm just going to <laughs> take this. Sorry. I thought so, you were going to make I mean, a joke. It's like, oh, happen. this this handwriting is legible. I don't believe a doctor <laughs> wrote it for <laughs> yeah. you. Well, I can read this. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's Matt and Alex Friday tip for the day. If you are robbing a bank uh, with a note, make sure you've got a nice slant. You <laughs> Cursive or no. Just make it nice and clear. Use capitals if you have to. Yeah, do I'd go with a, a sans serif font. I'd go <laughs> straight with Comic Sans. <laughs> in my oh, writing the bank manager would just laugh you out of the branch <laughs> trying to rob a bank with Comic Sans. No way. 
The other thing we've learned today is that apparently no one says stick them up in an orgy. Well, Lardy Dub, so okay. glad that you all know more than me about orgies. Orgy goers, let us know. What are your terms when uh, you want people to prepare themselves for the business? Uh, get in touch with us, Matt. Dot and dot Alex. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Well, Matt O'Kine, in a world of fake news and a world in which there's real news, which is called fake news in order to discredit it, where do you turn? Where can we turn? Well, Alex Dyson, it reminds me of a comedian called Eric Hutton did a great joke in Edinburgh a few years ago about... um, just if, if he sees a YouTube clip with images and text on it, he would he just believes it. Whatever he realizes, <laughs> like it's like I just believe that. Like I'm like, oh yeah, that's that seems true. Someone's put text over okay. a picture. Well, we need people to be able to cut through people's Microsoft clip art skills. And that person is joining us right now, the incredible host of the brand new show, Question Everything, alongside Will Anderson. It's Jen Fran. G'day, Jen. Oh, hello, Matt. Hello, Alex. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're worried, Jan. It's very difficult to uh, sort the <sighs> truth from the fiction in this day and age of, of media <sighs> dilution. I was thinking about it the other day, walking up the steps to my apartment, just thinking, have I not researched this vaccine thing enough? <laughs> like, uh, it's, <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not your job to research it, Matt. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Last I checked, I don't. You weren't a scientist, like, are you? I don't know. Is there something I don't know about you? Are you actually an epidemiologist? I am so not. I so not. But I just got a bachelor's degree. I mean, you've got a bachelor's. There's all this sort of thing about you know, do your research, do your research, and it's like, yeah, I don't know whether. Okay. Scrolling Facebook Uh, is research. So here's something that you should know about me. Pretty early on, one time. In year 10, my hair caught fire on a Bunsen burner and I never did science again. (laughs) (laughs) Stay out of that room. true story. (laughs) I never did science. I haven't done it since year 10. I know my limitations and I think that's actually 90% of the hurdle. Like once you know how much you don't know and how much you probably will never know because you don't have the training, then, mate, you are 90% towards a good place. Yeah, it's not people. We've got people who do the research and they have jobs in scientific things and they have to do an interview from other meeting people. Where is is the distrust come from, Jan? Yeah, see, that's really interesting. Like, I think think distrust and misinformation has always been there. And I think, like, sometimes I think, you know, conspiracy theorists, for example, like I I personally, I like to move through the world with curiosity and scepticism. Right, like though I, I value those two things quite highly, and I find that you know people that are deemed conspiracy theorists also value those things quite highly. We just take it in two very different directions. Mm. So in terms of like where the misinformation comes from, like it's it's always been there, and there are always going to be people that are perhaps a little bit more susceptible to it. I think what has changed though is the mediums through which people share the messaging. Because, like, 20 years ago, if you had some kind of hectic fringe theory, like, you were handing out pamphlets at the plaza. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, you were reaching yeah, 20, 50 people max. Yeah, you don't have a late-night show on Foxtel. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. But now, if you've got those ideas, it's like you can just 
you know, you can hop onto your own Facebook page or YouTube channel and just put some like letters yeah. on the screen. <laughs> or and will believe it. you're like George Christensen and standing up in Parliament telling everyone that masks don't work. Yeah, there's also that. And Barnaby Joyce saying, well, don't question him because if you do and he, you know, goes to the crossbench, then we might lose our majority. You're like, well, that shouldn't be the reason we should let this man dictate policy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a funny one when it's politicians, right, because they're they're elected and they have a right to say what they say and they have a right to reply and they have a right to address the House or the Senate or whatever chamber they're in. So that just kind of like makes it all the more important that people are critical because they do have that massive platform yeah. and that massive access to power. Yeah. So, Jan, the show is called Question Everything. Okay, it's a panel show. Um, you're working alongside Will Anderson uh, and the Gruen team. Uh, very, very credible team um, that you've got working with you as well. When mm. you look at sort of classic pieces of what, is propaganda or uh, misconception or conspiracy sort of media. You know, I think of films like Loose Change, things like that, that really started a whole movement based on misinformation. What, What are the sort of more classic or recent examples of the basic misinformations that people are, uh, that we see in the news every single day? Oh, clickbait. Clickbait is numero uno. It's there designed to get you to click and you will click and you will find that the truth lies somewhere in the last paragraph of the story (laughs) and is nothing like what the headline is suggesting. And, of course, no one ever makes it to the last paragraph of the story. Come on. You read Mm. the headline. You read, like, the top two paragraphs max. And then you move on to the next one. But yet clickbait is like, that's like the modern version of, you know, the kind of classic misinformation. And things like deep fakes, like I've fallen for a deep fake. I don't know if you guys have ever, um, so just to explain deep fakes, they're like, they're, they're videos, but they use this particular form of AI to mimic the way a person looks and sounds. Yeah. And like, I saw a deep fake video of Tom Cruise. That would look like a super a realistic one, wasn't it? <laughs> have you seen it? Like, yeah. Like, it should have. Yeah, like he was he was putting on a turtleneck, which should have been like a tiny alarm bell. Nah, um, he'd be a turtleneck. No, man he's a turtleneck sure. kind of guy for sure. He'd look. <laughs> he'd, to be fair, yet. he'd look excellent in a turtleneck. And see, maybe that's why I didn't question it. I'm like, okay, cool. It's Tom Cruise putting on a turtleneck, and he was behaving erratically. So I'm like, yeah, this checks out. <laughs> and <laughs> and it was, it was just, it was a total fake video. It was not Tom Cruise. It was like AI generated. And honestly, if you hadn't have told me, there's no mm. way I would have known that. And there's still a part of me that still thinks that it is Tom Cruise just because of how realistic it was. So, man, there's just there's so many ways that, like, misinformation, disinformation, fake news, propaganda, conspiracy can sort of seep through and you don't even really notice it that much. For sure, Jan. Um, I've seen a photo of you with Will Anderson carrying him uh, as he is a cardboard cutout. Now, Matt O'Kine used to have a uh, Hilary Duff cardboard cutout under his bed. Did you get to keep the Will Anderson cardboard cutout? And if so, where is it? No, I didn't. I actually don't know where it is. That's a good question. But I'd like to know. Um, Is it life size? It might end up being a situation. Uh, It's just small. Like, Will is quite tall compared to me. I think I'm five foot one. And he's six foot three. 
Mm. So it's like it just would have looked super weird if it was life size. But I feel like it. This might be one of those situations where, like, remember when Ben Affleck split up with Anna de Armas and like there was a cardboard cutout that he was like ho- that was in the bin outside his house oh. the minute they split up. Do you know? Oh this yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I had a cardboard cut out of me when Stan was promoting the second season of The Other Guy, and I took some photos next to it in the big offices uh, overlooking the harbour. Very fancy, exciting stuff. Anyway, someone Instagrammed me a couple of days ago, said, Oi, Okine, not doing too well. And I was bloody bent over on my overall, crumpled on myself in a gutter in Earlwood, (laughs) Sydney. Don't know how the hell it ended up there. It was a rainy day. I'm next to a bin. I was like, Christ, this looks how I feel. Wait, I, just, I want to double check. That was your cardboard cutout, not you. Not me. No, it was my cutout. My cutout. Yeah, no. I mean, trust me, I have been absolutely bent over myself in a gutter a few times. But no, this time it was the cardboard. Hey, but, um, but Jan, I wanted to know... Um, Question everything. It's coming out. It starts next Wednesday, okay? they uh, New episodes come out each week. So obviously you haven't done an official show yet, but I'm I'm guessing that you've done a couple of trial shows and practice runs and mm. dress rehearsals, etc. And what are some of the topics that you guys have covered in, in the quizzes and sort of exposed the truth on in the, in the warm-ups? Oh, everything from like the space race to COVID to the royal family to conspiracy theories. So things like feuds, you know how you always like oh, yeah. hear people feuding in the media. Things like sources. oh, Kate and Megan, That's- mate, is <laughs> oh, this is mate. this legit? Is Kate and Megan do they actually hate each other or what? Um, you have to watch the show. It's a full thirty-minute episode, like dedicated solely to Kate and Megan, mate. Oh, that'll be right up your alley. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> I reckon the royal family's got bigger problems than Kate and Megan at the moment, aka mm. Prince Andrew. Let's let's, yeah. let's put the attention where it deserves to be put, you know what I mean? Let's question everything and comment on this because <laughs> that is a pretty dire situation. Look, Jan Fran, we're extremely excited about this brand new show. It is called Question Everything. It's your host alongside Will Anderson. It is out every Wednesday starting next week. Uh, it is on 8.30 at 8.30 p.m. on ABC TV and ABC iView. Uh, we can't wait to check out the first step. And Jan Fran, thanks so much for uh, joining us. We will catch you next time. Oh, thanks so much, Legends. And remember, question everything. We will, Jan. We'll catch you later. Always. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Wait, why are you telling us to question everything? <laughs> Should we out. really question everything? <laughs> Please play Twilight Zone music here, yeah? <laughs> All right, we'll get, our, uh, we'll get Marsha to put it in. Thanks so much, Jan. We'll catch you later. No worries. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Well, today, Matt, we better give a big shout out and a big left-handed thumbs up to everyone out there who is left-handed. It is International Left-Handers Day. Shine that spotlight on them. Raise it loud, raise it proud. Oh, just a glorious day for everyone uh, who likes to go into the left to the left. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not left-handed. I'm right-handed, and I've, I'm pretty. Like, I'm not great with my left hand at many things. Um, and most people I know are right-handed, except Alex Dyson. I think Sophia is a left left-handed. Oh, your daughter. I she think already she is. Yeah. So you don't know well, yet. 
I don't know yet, no, but she does tend to use it a lot. Is that normal for a two-and-a-half-year-old? You tell me. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, but I hope I hope she is because today is a very special day. Um, I mean, it, it is great. I, I usually say, well, what about International Right-Handers Day um, at this time <laughs> of year um, because we get oppressed um, more often than not. But um, it is a day to celebrate uh, and observe... Um, the uniqueness and the difference of left-handed individuals. August 13, um, it was first observed in 1976 by Dean R. Campbell, founder of the Left-Handers International. So maybe we should sign Sophia up early to that. It's a, it's an interesting one. Like I didn't realise how I'd feel about it. but Because when I see her doing things with her left hand, and look, this could be so common with most toddlers. I mean, I know that people decide their predominant hand often into their, you know, threes and fours. So I'm, I don't want to call it too soon. But when I see her using her left hand, I, I kind of think, yeah, that's good. Be different, mm. right? Be different. But then then I start to panic. And I think, uh-oh, well, what if, what if this is a hindrance, you know? And I don't want to be handest here because I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. The, th- the first thing I thought of, I was like, well, I've only got right-handed golf clubs. <laughs> If I, if you know, if Sophia's like, "Hey, Dad, can I go down to the the range, yeah, and hit a ball?" I'll be like, "Well, no, you can't because I've only got right-handed clubs." And then you you might be discouraged by mm. your shot because I, you know, you're not hitting it well. And then I keep thinking about the when you're writing and you can't see what you've just written. Like uh, that never occurred to me until someone said it, you know, once, and I was like, "Oh, my, is there is there a hindrance?" Well, the day is used to raise awareness of the everyday issues that lefties face as we live in a world designed for righties. And so let's do it. Let's celebrate with our left-handed listeners. We've got Caitlin from Melbourne on the phone. G'day, Caitlin. Hey, how you going? Great. Thank you, Caitlin. Thank you for getting in touch. Now, I'm giving you a hand here. This is both of them coming together here. Lefties, unite. So, Caitlin, um, talk talk to us about being a lefty. Let's hear the good and the bad. What's the the best part about it? Well, I'm only left-handed when I write. Like everything else, I use my right hand, which is really weird. Are you telling me you've got left-handed appropriation for writing? <laughs> sure, let's go with that. <laughs> oh, that's um, that's wow. really interesting. So do you, do you, have you ever been explained why that is or it just came about naturally? I have no idea. Like, yeah, wow. um, I'm actually a, a medical student. So like when I do um, like help um, assist in surgeries and things, I always like forget which hand because I can kind of use both about the same amount in procedures and I'm like, Wait, which one? Which one should I use, like to hold, like my scalpel and stuff? And <laughs> wow. yeah, well, are there are there like well, I'm not sure, know, one I'd sided? Want, I'd want my surgeon to be going. Which hand should I use for this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hovering over you, yeah. and scalpel to your chest, yeah. ready to cut into your aorta. Oh, uh, which hand? I'm going to avoid surgery. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Thank you, Caitlin. We really appreciate it, and we'll catch you next time. Catch you later. See ya. Thank you. Bye. Uh, let's go to Evan from Melbourne now. G'day, Evan. Hey, boys. Lefties. Evan. Lefties. Yeah, lefties. you sound like a proud lefty, man. I am a proud lefty. Uh, I get complimented all the time uh, when people see me right. That's good. Uh, they, they, why they do they, they, you know, What do you mean they compliment you? How do they, what, how well, do they compliment they, you? They don't really compliment. Well, they kind of say, oh, that's weird. And then they compare <laughs> you to like Obama and Oprah because they're left-handed. Oh, but so they, when you come back to them and say so with Jack the Ripper, they get a bit kind of. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man, you've you've you've, you've had a whole life of 
comebacks for being left-handed, yeah. which is um, which is good. I didn't stuff. know that that um, Oprah and B- Obama were uh, were left-handed. Both starting with O as well. Mm. There you go. There's some similarities <laughs> for you. And I um, noticed with um, Jack the Ripper's victims, they cut from like left to right. That's how they guessed it was. Oh, uh, oh yeah. that's interesting. Well, well, we're not celebrating him on International Left-Handers Day. I can tell you that right now. What about the other bad things? Because, you know, if, if my daughter Sophia is left-handed, I just need to prepare her. So I'll need to mm. say, you know, you're going to have to watch out for this. What's some, what's, what's some other bad stuff? Uh, whiteboards, no-go. Uh, yeah. Writing's no-go, blackboards. Um, walking into a classroom, you know those desks, those single chairs with the desks attached oh. to them? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mate, mate, you, you ask for a left-handed desk and it's like walking into a butcher and asking for the vegan toy. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, it's in never lecture, even occurred to me that there'd be theater. a left-handed desk. Wow. You pull the thing down and it's on the right and you just like, you I need guess the lefty your arm's one. there. Oh, oh. Well, that's it. That's it. you got to bring left-handed desks into more lecture theatres. I tell you what, thank you so much, Evan. 10% of us. That's it. Are you, does, do you think being a left-hander makes you left-wing as well? Uh, yeah, yeah, quite possibly. Mm. We are we are a smarter bunch than the uh, the right handers and the right wingers. <laughs> oh, really? Is this statistically proven? <laughs> uh, it's not peer reviewed, but um, <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> That's it. Well, thank you. Congratulations on International Left Handers Day. I hope thank you, you celebrate much. well, and um, we'll t- chat to you uh, soon, Evan. And sh- shout out to my mate Artie as well. I used to uh, sling them down the pitch. We used to open the bowling together back in Wests, 1997. Mm. A grade, <laughs> under 13s, just darting them down. The right-left combo. Oh, you hated. Unstoppable. Old Wazzy Macram. Oh, that was a left hand. you had to, <laughs> got to be careful of. Goodness gracious. He hassled the castle. Um, anyway, so should we move on? <laughs> Let's do it. Well, Matt, it's a very special day here at All Day Breakfast because it's the last day uh, for us for a little while. Next week, Veronica Milson taking the reins and uh, running with this bad boy while we have a uh, a little well-earned sojourn in our own houses. Um, so we'll <laughs> yeah. be looking forward to, uh, to living it up there. But it doesn't mean that beforehand we can't get on. A final Friday leftovers for you right here. We better do a proper deep clean of the fridge, seeing as we're not going to be here for a couple of weeks. Uh, Kicking off with, uh, we're going in-house here, getting Chris Marsh, audio producer of the show, on the phone. Hey, Marshy. Hey, guys. Now, this is some feedback that we have for you because we didn't realise this week that, um, you know, as much as we love the sound of our own voices, you know, we don't listen back to every single All Day Breakfast show. And you've been slipping in some Easter eggs for the listeners for us. Oh, just a little treat for the people to to teach them to listen all the way to the very end of the episode. (laughs) Yeah, so this, I mean, yesterday we had a classic example of a... um, an extra chat that French chat. Yeah, that Bron and I sort of hijacked the show with. <laughs> yeah, pop that one in. But um there's been some other ones. Now you've got them here. They aren't labeled with what they are, so we not might not know what's going on. I'm gonna play some things here, Matt. Oh mate, Marshy, do you want to set it up for us? Uh, okay, so I, I just went back through the last couple of weeks. There's been on average one a week for the last few weeks. Okay. So some days they are they are, other days there aren't. Um the first one this week was after you guys did some singing and I just wanted everyone to know the pain of what I had to go through 
editing that. <laughs> All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Daddy, Daddy Short Legs. <laughs> oh, that was without auto-tune. <laughs> That's exactly right. Then uh, last week when Matt was sliding into... JoJo's DMs. Uh, there was a, a little Easter egg at the end. All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Come on, man, we gotta go. The beach house is going off. <laughs> oh my god! Listen. You know when you can't see my face, it's so obviously not me. Because <laughs> that was dubbed in the film. It's not his dubbed voice. in the film. That is the that is the me playing the role of Nick in Aquamarine. Thank you very much. So we keep talking about your one line, but there were zero lines. In fact. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, technically my voice did not say a line, sure. Yeah. yeah. But I filmed a line on the day. <laughs> and uh, what about this final one, Marshy? Uh, just one of the impressions that we had, I think. All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. <laughs> Listener. Just a final that was Scooby for, Mitch, for you. I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Mitch. Perfect. Well, look, thank you very much, Marshy, for doing such an incredible job as always. And uh, we're going to miss you and Bron over the next couple of weeks. So thank you very much for doing what you do. But let's get kick into the rest of the leftovers. Alex Dyson, um, we had an, a person text in with regards to smartwatches. You had a smartwatch incident where your smartwatch told you to breathe. Um, yep. And this person has said, once my smartwatch tried to alert my emergency contacts after I jumped over a puddle hiking. <laughs> because it detected an impact, but also failed to activate the day I seriously crashed my bike and hit the bitch a minute over 30 kilometers an hour. Thanks, watch. Nice so, one, watch. very selective. Um, uh, we've got Harry who's got in touch on the topic of Nutella. Uh, from age 8 to 21, I would eat Nutella for breakfast every day. Sometimes I'd also have it for lunch and a snack too. I would go through at least 1.5 tubs a week. Mum had to buy me the 5-kilogram tub from a Nutella wholesaler. Oh my now God. I can't stand the taste. Probably <laughs> overdid it. <laughs> oh, I wish we were coming back next week. I'd love to do What Have You Ruined For Yourself. Yeah, that would like, be good, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, still text in because uh, we'll be we'll be looking at our, at our gram. Um, Sean says, "Hey, Daddy Long Legs are spiders in Australia. What Americans call Daddy Long Legs tend to be the harvestmen, oh. like what you guys smoke about." Okay, thank you, Sean. And look, um, oh, and Molly said, "I just went on a second date with a girl from a dating app. We went roller skating, uh, and at five minutes in, she fell and hurt her elbow. I took her to the hospital, and turns out she broke her elbow. Not a hot way to spend a second date. That's after you talked about you and your sister both." Have an elbow injuries. Molly, don't don't underestimate that. Um, one of my first dates was wo- with Woods was um, her meeting me at the hospital to get an X-ray on my elbow. So it's, it can be semi-romantic <laughs> if you're uh, if you're in the did right you, frame of mind. Did you ask the radiologist to um, to you know put the X-ray over your chest so that Woods could <laughs> see your heart? Yeah, just and see that's it what I would have really done because I'm romantic. I would have said, "Yeah, check it out. Is my heart sick or am I just love sick for you?" <laughs> um, all right. Hey, the final thing, you know, Marshy. The final thing we want to talk about on uh, on all day breakfast. Marshy touched on the fact that I did slide into my co-star JoJo's DMs. Uh, we were in the same film together, Aquamarine. Mm, uh, no, 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 no. She's a star. You're. <laughs> Ball of gas is probably a someone lighting a fart. Let's be honest. <laughs> ball of burning gas is. Hey, hey, hey! In relation, was, one one dubbed line to the star of the film. Look, 
The point of what I'm trying to make here, Alex Dyson, is sometimes those slides into the DMs, you know, you got to be in it to win it. Yep. Okay, you got to fake it to make it. Yep. And I, it's all about timing, okay? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I get DM slides all the time, especially from artists wanting to play music, mm-hmm. you know, wanting me to hear their music. And it just so happened that after I had messaged JoJo, I thought, I wonder if there's any chance that she's going to see that. And then lo and behold, someone slid into my DMs going, hey, check out my song. And I thought, you know what? I will check out your song. Because it's all about timing, Alex That's it. So please, welcome to All Day Breakfast right now. Mark Fulcher, the brains behind the uh, incredible musical project Resonant Hand, joining us right now. Hello, Mark. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. So, Mark. Tell us. Yes. You just slid straight into the DMs. I'm sure you probably <laughs> copied and pasted that message and sent it to a few people. Have you had much luck other than Matt and Alex all day breakfast? To be honest with you, maybe the first five were all really well planned, thought out um, messages. <laughs> to, the, to the big players in the game. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I even um, found out that um, someone uh, working in ABC was Armenian, so I even uh, slid in a, an Armenian hello there, you know, just Ooh. to make it more personal. But That's um, a nice yeah, touch. <laughs> I actually messaged about 50 people, and I think um, one other person got back to me, but I was very surprised, like pleasantly, to hear from uh, Bron today, and I was really ecstatic to be to be on on the show now. So thank you. Not a problem, man. man thank you very much for joining us. Putting <laughs> yourself out there, I respect that, and I'm very excited about this uh, this music that you've got coming out. You've got a debut single, Indifference. It's due out on August 26. Let's have a listen uh-huh. to We're it right hear now. It. Yeah. We're locked and bury these feelings just as deep as your indifference cuts me through. Why do I let you get away? Great. That's sounding really good. It's a bit of a, like a Hayne Cooper kind of vibe, those soft electro, maybe even Golden oh, Vessel so kind of stuff. How long have you been making music, man? I love Golden Vessel. Um, So I started off in Brisbane, actually. Um, A few years ago, I was uh, one of those guys busking in um, um next to the TBC in Fortitude Valley. And um, after a few years, I, I moved on to wedding singing. And uh, all throughout almost the lockdown uh, from moving to Byron, I was doing wedding singing. But uh, as the lockdown happened, I sort of just had a lot of time to just think for myself what I wanted to do with my life and which way I wanted to go. So um, I started like focusing more on my original music. So um, this Resonant Hand project is actually very new. It's sort of just like making me uh, just be more courageous in, in taking the right musical path. Oh, well, congratulations, Dude, man. Congrats so on great. being courageous, you know, singing, putting your art out there. Congratulations on being uh, courageous and sliding on into Matt O'Kine's DMs. <laughs> if you want I'm to really hear more of it, check out Resonant Hand online. The song is called Indifference. Congratulations, man. And uh, when you're massive and you do the Tones and I busker thing from busking to being the biggest <laughs> artist in the world, please remember us and our first interview here on All Day Breakfast. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you so much, guys. Have a beautiful day. You too. We'll catch you, you later. Too. Bye. And thank you for listening to All Day Breakfast today with Matt and Alex. It's been an absolute pleasure. Please take care of Veronica next week uh, as she takes care of the All Day Breakfast chair. She's going to have an awesome week of uh, guests coming in with her, helping her host these shows. So it should be a really great fun time. Yeah, we're going to miss you guys, but thank you so much for joining us uh, for most of this year. We can't wait to be back in a week or so. And uh, always keep in touch at matt.and.alex. We'll see you then. Catch you later. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.
All right, you two, stick them up. <laughs> <laughs> Listener.